So, man, uh, how have you been? How has uh, how has quarantine been? It's uh, <laughs> the whole world's kind of going crazy. So, how has it been like for you and the family throughout the entire pandemic? Well, being actually home in Missouri, uh, it hasn't been that rough here. I didn't miss any time at work, and uh, my wife, she didn't miss any time. So we've been uh, pretty pretty fortunate to keep working. And but uh, the only thing that's, I guess, that changed a little bit is the kids going to like daycare. That kind of changed for us. So, but luckily we have family that can keep up and watch with them that like school got canceled for a couple of them. So it's been nice for us to be able to do that. I'm up in, uh, I'm up in Canada. So everything here is like the second they were like, Oh, someone's got a case. They shut down everything. And we're still kind of all shut yeah. down. How was, uh, how has training been throughout the entire thing? Training's been the same. I mean, one, I mean like maybe a couple months, maybe it was a little slower, but mostly I've been, I've been able to keep rocking and been able to just keep everything rolling the same way. So we've been lucky. So, yeah. So the, the MMA world's kind of been, was shut down there for, for a few months, which is part of the reason why I started this. It was uh, just plainly out of like interest because I love MMA. So just kind of started it for that reason. But there was one thing that was, you know, circulating in the MMA world. And that was this idea of fight Island as someone who's been there and experienced it, man, what was it like? And, and did it live up to the hype? I don't know how how they could pull that off. It's it's amazing and it's like it's like a it's I can't explain it. Like when we got there, of course we had to test for COVID and then quarantine twenty four hours and then once that twenty four is up we had to test again and then quarantine another twenty four hours. And then after our forty eight hours we finally got to go out and about and how they how they pulled it off and how they could afford it is just I, I can't believe it. The hotel they stayed in, I mean, the service was top notch. Three meals a day and it wasn't just like lousy hotel food. These were like five course meals, you know. It was super nice. I uh one of the posts I saw was that you were ready. You're on Fight Island, you're ready to go. Um, obviously you didn't get the chance to compete, but, uh, a lot of people, you know, who, who were there ended up speaking with Dana White or ended up speaking with someone else. Did you, uh, did you end up, uh, having time to, to chat with someone, uh, in the UFC organization? I did not. Uh, the main thing I got to do was I got to meet a couple other fighters, you know, like Tanner Bozer, hung out with him a bunch and kicked it with him and, uh, another kid on the card that mode's far the russian who fought mike grundy had a super good fight and uh just all the other like you know like the legends like for doom and shogun and just cool being around them kind of guys and it was awesome i couldn't ask for a better experience than what i had there yeah i mean obviously you were there cornering um, a friend of yours uh, someone you've worked with uh you spent a lot of time working with obviously the fight didn't go his way um i did it hurt a little bit? You know, you go all the way there and, and the fight didn't uh, didn't go out. Does it almost feel like a loss for the entire team, even though it was him that was in there? Um, it, it does sting. Yeah, the loss sucks. But that's fight. That's the fight game, man. And he really went around the world for me for 45 seconds. So it is what it is. And 
I don't I don't get upset about it as long as he left everything in there and prepared for it. That's all I can ask, you know. Yeah, the fight uh, the fight wasn't very very long, but uh, as someone who was in the corner, what was it like experiencing the quiet arena? You know, it must be weird hearing the corners, hearing the cornermen, hearing the commentators. It must be very very weird. You know, honestly, it didn't really seem that different to me. I really didn't pay much attention and notice the crowd not being there. And heard the music walking out and, you know, the announcer while you're in there. And then I was just so focused on what was, you know, going to take place that I didn't really, didn't really notice it. So I can say if I was fighting, it would have probably been the same way, if not even, you know, more focused on the situation. So... Personally, I didn't notice the no fans, and I don't think I would have fighting either. So, I'd like to I'd like to kind of shift the focus here a little bit to to your career. I mean, you've been kind of on the shelf now for a little over a year. You competed um, May twenty fourth, twenty nineteen. So it's been over a year. My birthday, by the way, that's how I remembered it. So, <laughs> uh, so, man, what's it been like, kind of being on the sidelines? Like, obviously, I'm sure there's time for you to develop your game, but it must feel a bit. Uh, you must be a bit anxious to get back in there. Yeah, I'm getting the itch, and I've had it for a good while. Just this COVID crap, crap hit, and I've had three fights lined up, and always something happens, you know. And the first two were due to COVID. This last one I was supposed to fight was at the 17th of July. Two weeks ago. And uh, unfortunately, the UFC, we were supposed to fight out Monday, and they ended up uh, speeding it up and making us fly out the Thursday, which would have been the day of my way. And so I really had to do some thinking about it. And I thought that if there was a chance that I could fight for the UFC and I didn't take it, I would have, I would have been super upset with myself. So I had to just, you know, put that fight on the side for now and then go with that chance. And unfortunately it didn't happen. So now hindsight's you know fifty fifty. So yeah, so uh, you spent the majority of your career with LFA. Um, what's your thought of LFA as an organization? As someone who's competed with them, it's really trying to become like a stepping stone to get in the UFC. It seems like majority of the fighters that are getting called up are coming from LFA. Was that part of the decision why you went there as well? Yeah, that's that's a huge part. Uh, Jake actually. Before it was LFA, when they were RFA still, he won the world title with them. And like a week later, it got the call up. And then another guy that used to train with us a bit, Andrew Sanchez, he's also in the UFC. He went through RFA and same, you know, same thing. You know, it's so it was easy for me to see that, you know, this is the route to go. And unfortunately, uh, it's a little harder right now, like with fights wise. So I, I wouldn't fight anywhere else. They take care of me. You know, they really promote me and they help me with anything I need. And just a super great group of guys that, you know, run the show there. And I've got to know them all really well. And uh, I know my time's going to come, you know, sooner or later. So as long as I stay with them, keep grinding, you know, I look at it like, you know, I've had five fights with them and, I've only had eight pro fights and five of them have been there. And if you look at my track record with them, I haven't fought any chumps. You know, a lot of these pros that are, you know, same record as me, you know, like six, six and two, 
or you know seven and one, eight and zero around there. Most of their fights are you know guys five hundred losing records. You know everyone I fought, they're you know they're tough fights. So I pride myself on that, and I, I couldn't fight for anyone else. You know they're such a great group of guys in promotion. Yeah, you mentioned your hard road. I mean, uh, you, you, if you do look at your your uh, your fights, they're all very experienced guys, and the two losses you do have are very very experienced. Um, they both went by way of decision. It's not like you've been finished or anything like that. But w- what lessons did you learn from? I guess the most recent loss uh, that you're going to apply to your next fights. Uh, yeah, my last loss was to Jaleel Willis and. He just had a super good game plan. Uh, every fight we watched on him, he was standing and banging with guys. So that's what we prepared for was just to stand up and, you know, throw hands. But he uh, did his homework, I guess, and he took me down and could hold me down. So he won a smart fight and beat me fair and square. And Hats off to him with that. But that also, I'm glad it happened because that, that also showed me what I had to work on to get better and, to win fights like that. So now I'm super focused on, you know, staying on my feet and not getting to the ground. And when I do get into my feet in a hurry, so I'm not wasting half a round or most of the round trying to get up or fighting for a position. It's, it's, it's funny. Cause when I talk to a lot of fighters, um, a lot of them are very much like, ah, you know, just didn't go my way. So it, it's, it's really nice to see that you're, you know, it's like, yeah, he came in with a good game plan. How much do you think a victory and a loss really comes down to the game plan you have going in to the fight? It's it's just such a perfect storm for everything to happen, for a fight to, you know, go your way sometimes. Because, you know, you could game plan for a guy like I did. I game plan for that whole fight and get hit with something completely different and Sometimes you got to have a great game plan to beat someone and execute it, but also sometimes you got to, you know, make a plan on the on the fly and improvise and just fight, you know. Some people get so wrapped up and I've done it and my last fight was the same same way. I tried sticking the game plan so much I didn't, you know, change and just fight. I I got the skill. I have the skill, you know. It's just sometimes you got to let the dog out and just scrap with someone. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the best example when it comes to that, it really is John Jones. Like, his ability to, you know, he'll go in and just, he's like, all right, you're going to win the first two rounds. I'm going to feel you out, and then I'm going to come back and win the last three. And it's it's, yeah. so, it's so weird to see. Um, I find a lot of fighters are, uh, you know, if they lose the first round, they kind of get overwhelmed. It's just interesting to see how even though, uh, you know, he's had so many fights, the, the pressure doesn't get to him. Um, and I think that comes along uh, with time, I guess. Um and, and there's, I mean, no shame in, in early losses in your career. You look at guys like John Jones, uh, who had that early loss. Uh, George St. Pierre lost early in his career. And yeah. they still went on to rack off these uh, these long winning streaks. So what do you think it'll take for you to really kind of, do you think it's one, two, three wins away? How, how far away do you think you are from a, a call to a UFC or a Bellator? And is that the ultimate dream? Definitely. I, I definitely want to fight in the UFC. You know, that's that's the apex of the sport. That's like my coach always says, do you want to play in the NFL or you want to play college football? So that's where our sights are set is the UFC. And I don't want anything else unless, you know, I'm too old and I can't make it, you know, but I think I'm probably two fights away. I would assume 
um, maybe three or four. It just depends. I'm not in such a rush right now. I'm just really trying to get better and focus on just getting in the fight and pushing the pace for, you know, three to five rounds if that's what I get the opportunity five for the title. But I think it's going to come down to like a short notice call. You know, I'm thinking hopefully it could come soon too, you know. You never know with with what's going on right now in the world with all this. If fighters even been training and if their gyms are open, depends on what state you're in. So I'm I'm in fight shape still. I'm ready to go right now. But if if I could see it going a certain way, I think it would be probably two more fights. You I mean you see guys like Max Roshkoff? I think he's a great example. I mean he was only five and zero when he got the call. So I mean. There's really opportunities now, especially if you're in fight shape. Obviously, his didn't go his way, but um, guys like Justin Jane's getting calls. So I think like as long as fighters are staying active now, there's really opportunities that you might not get again. Um, you know, like UFC's in dire need. A lot of fighters aren't willing to fight. They need guys to travel. Guys are testing positive for COVID. Um, as a fighter, what's it kind of like? What sort of things do you think of like? accepting a fight like you know especially with around covid like are you worried or at least like what sorts of pros and cons do you balance before taking a fight i think uh like if i was to get a short notice fight for the ufc i don't care who it is that's my foot in the door you know i'm gonna fight anybody i'm gonna give it hell i'm gonna go in try to make a great game plan to win the fight execute it and most of all just let them know that they made a good choice on signing me and show them that, that I'm, I have the potential to stay there. Not just get there. I want to stay there for a long time. And the COVID, as far as all that, I ain't too worried about that. Um, I don't believe in it as much as what they're you know putting out there. I yeah. think it's all a little political scam, but I'll leave that all out of <laughs> It's a good argument for people I don't really want to deal with. <laughs> I feel that, man. I think it is. I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I, I believe it's a thing, but I think, uh, you know, it's, I think it's a little bit blown out of proportion. Yes. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, but, yeah, same sort of thing. Let's keep politics on yeah. the other side. I don't want to be attacked. I, I get you 100%, man. The world's uh, very divided right now. Yep, so, yeah, it is. Uh, man, I, I 100% agree with you. Um, the little platform I do have uh, with regards to MMA, I kind of really I built it based on making predictions on fights as well as making matchups. If there's a fighter in the UFC right now, I think that uh, like, as a dream would be a dream matchup for you. Maybe not, maybe not now, but like somewhere down the line. Is there a fighter where you're like, man, one day I'd love to test my skills against someone like that? Yeah, there's, there's two guys that one that I would just love to get in there. And fight just because I think he's the best 55 on the planet right now is Charles Oliveira. Yeah. He is, I think he's going to be the world champ here in the next year or two. And uh, yeah, that would be definitely the fight I would love to have in the future. And someone that I'd really like to to beat up, <laughs> and just because I don't like is uh, in the 55 division would probably have to be. Uh, a guy, uh, let me think of his name. I can't even think of his name right now, but it'll come to me. But there's, I don't have too much animosity. I just think some people are punks and, you know, fake in there. And we're really not like that here. We're just hardworking Midwestern people and just 
trying to make a living and trying to do something cool with it like this. So when you uh, when you think about, uh, I mean, the guys that have really kind of emerged the past few years, like guys like Colby Covington, Mike Perry, Conor McGregor, a lot of their attention. I mean, they and Dylan Dan is another great example. Like they may not have the resume to really have the name that they have, with the exception of maybe a Connor, but uh, guys yeah. like Dennis, for example, is it comes with negative uh, attention, you know, but yeah. they're, they're building up these platforms with negativity. As, uh, as someone who's kind of like up on the upswing, trying to make a name for yourself, how do you kind of stay away from that and be like, look, I know that's the attention. It's, it's drawing attention, but that's not who I am. How do you kind of stay like that and, uh, you know, kind of stay humble, even though it seems to be what's selling right now? I, I just, it's just not me. I can't, I can't be like that. I mean, some people can fake it. I can't. So it's, I got kids at home, you know, I don't want my kids to look on TV and, you know, then they're going to start acting like that. You know, they're going to start acting however their parents are acting. And I don't want my kids running around acting like a Colby or a Connor, you know, just especially where we're from. It just makes you look like an idiot. All right, I'll give you uh, I'll give you one last question here. Um, I love making predictions. I, I'm always wrong, always, every time. Um, but man, we've got a big fight coming up. It's the biggest trilogy, possibly the biggest trilogy of all time, and and uh, Daniel Cormier versus Stipe Miocic. What's your prediction for that fight? I've been going back and forth. I'm like, man, if Stipe catches yeah. him, DC catches him, what's your thoughts? I think if if DC comes in with a good like cardio. And good uh, confidence after the last fight, getting knocked out, you know, and just stays in his face like he was striking. I think he could win. I don't think he'll finish him. I think he'll win a five round fight. But if same with Stipe, if Stipe comes in and uh, doesn't respect him too much, because I think that was his downfall last fight. He kind of respected Cormier from getting knocked out the fight before. If Stipe goes in and really pressures him, I think Stipe can finish him. I don't see DC finishing him, but I can see Stipe finishing Cormier again. And uh, last question, we'll make it non-MMA related, and then I'll let you go. What sorts of things do you do out there in your free time? Like uh, throughout the pandemic, like what sorts of things were you doing? Any video games, any TV shows, fishing? What what sort of things do you do to occupy your mind? Oh, I turkey hunted the whole time. That's that's my that's my thing, man. I, I'm addicted to it, and if I could do that as a job, I would do that over fighting anything. I love turkey hunting. All right, man. All the best. Looking forward to uh, to your next fight. Hopefully, you get matched up here soon rather than later. Yeah, that's that's the game plan, and uh, if I do, I'll keep you guys posted, and uh, just thanks for letting me get on here. It's good to get my name out there, and uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to people that are, you know, like-minded and have uh, the same ideas so all right man i appreciate it all the best stay safe wash your hands <laughs> don't catch anything if it exists don't catch it <laughs> and all the best yep you too brother